Hey, it's Sarah. And I'm Erin. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hi, friends. Um, We're coming at you a little late because holiday shit. And yeah. Holiday? Holiday shit. I had to go on a vacation, man. I had to go on a vacation for the holiday. That's what I had to do. Okay. The holiday, you mean Easter Sunday? Yes. Which is, that was 10 days ago. It was not 10 days ago. It was last week. Oh. You were it was here. last week. You were here for that. Yes, but it was, the reason it's, this episode is coming out late is because I had to go on a vacation yesterday. Oh, I see. I went to Philadelphia, Aaron. Oh. I drove back from northwestern Pennsylvania yesterday. We were killing it in Pennsylvania yesterday. Yes, we were. The podcast was temporary, temporarily relocated to Pennsylvania <laughs> for a brief moment in time. Yeah. And uh, when I was in Philadelphia... Are, are you going to tell about your... Okay, I'll let, I'll, I won't steal your thunder. Okay, go ahead. Steal my thunder. About You're stealing my about thunder. About what you brought oh, back no, with you. Oh, no, no. Uh, I will talk about that in a minute. Okay, okay. But uh, I I didn't even think of that. That's hilarious. Um, but I did, when I was in Philly, I went to these this punk rock uh, flea market thing that was in Philly uh-huh. at the 23rd Street Armory or some shit like that. I'm sure half of that is wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> and it was super fun. It was super cool. It was in an armory. So it was a big flipping mm-hmm. room, which was wild. So it was like kind of cool to be in a historic building, first of all. That mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Then I had to go through a museum to go to the bathroom, which was weird, but it was kind of cool. Um, but there were two people that I bought like um, cool shit from. One guy, and I'll post this stuff on our social yeah, media. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll post it. It's at 31 Nights of Scary Shit. I'll post it on Instagram and Facebook, both of these people separately. But they um, have some really cool art. And like um, the first, the one of the guys was Brad Kotman which is at BFK works on Instagram. Um, he's also on Facebook. So I followed him on Facebook too, but um, he had this really cool skull painting that I really fucking wanted. But of course it's really fucking rad and it's an oil painting. So it's out of my fucking price range, but I got a print of it and it's pretty rad and it's downstairs, right? You saw it. it is with, cool. It's got like, it's, it's like different items coming together to make the shape of a skull. But it's like it's really, a graveyard and like spooky yeah, ghosts. It's and really stuff. beautiful. It's really rad. I yeah. thought it was really cool. And he has two other ones: one that's like red, white, and black, and one that's yellow, white, and black. And I they are kind of like together, like they go mm-hmm. together. So I think I'm going to get prints of the other ones too because they're really cool. I'll show you those. Can on you his order Instagram. those online, or do you have to go <laughs> so you can order it online? Yeah, you can okay. order it online on his. I think he has an Etsy. Yeah, he has an Etsy shop. Okay. BFK Love Etsy. Works. Yeah, he's really cool. He was also a cool dude to talk to. He was like, when I asked him how much the painting was, he was like, yeah, that's why I have prints. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Cool, dude. Cool. You, you, you get me on a level. You understand. Love it. Um, But that was really cool. And he's got some other like creepy. And I hope he's not offended by me calling it creepy. No, we love creepy horror. We are into creepy horror. Like horror. Like he did like a whole series on like um, the seven deadly sins kind of thing. No, it's up my alley. It's really cool. And then this other person that I bought some, I bought this cool ass shirt from that says ghosts, um, our houses, our old houses, dreaming people in the night, which is like really fucking cool. Um, her name was Kimmy and she's, um, KWT designs. 
So if you go to Instagram, she's at K-W-T-A-L-L-A-N-T designs. Um, and she's really cool. She's got the coolest stickers. Um, and it's like kind of spooky shit too, but it's also like, um, like funny stuff like stone to the bone and like (laughs) other funny shit like that. But it's, I really like her like graphic nature of art. So yeah, you guys should go check them out because they were really cool at that, uh, punk rock flea market. But the other thing that Aaron was talking about, and I hate, I know people sometimes really hate all this talking up top about our random lives, but I think it's fun. We can do what we want. And you guys can just skip ahead. Like I know you do. Um, but anyway, uh, I also brought back a little kitty. My friend Katie, um, up in Philly is like essentially the cat house in her neighborhood. They have so many cats that (laughs) they need to not like a hoarding level of cats, but like too many cats for their house. And um, I fell in love with this little kitty and I named him Dino and I brought him back and he's so sweet. He is. And maybe he'll be able to be part of our show soon. Yes. Hopefully he'll be one of the podcasts. I just need to like slowly introduce him yes. to the boys so that it goes well. Um, but at least Gus has stopped hissing. So that's yes. positive signs. Yes. Um, so yeah. That- I think Gus is reflecting right now because we haven't seen him. <laughs> he, he, he like kind of came in and like kind of left. I think he's having... A moment. He's having a moment. Yes. Yeah. So is Lenny. Lenny's having a moment. Lenny seems unfazed by it. Though. I don't think he's Lenny like, cares. I don't really care. Yeah. Um. But uh, he's a really cute love bug. So maybe you he will be part of the podcast. Does soon. he meow much? He does meow a lot. Does he? And it's really cute. It's like little meows, like meow, meow. <laughs> it's very, very cute. Very different from Gus. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like a quieter version of Gus. <laughs> but they were talking earlier. Him and Gus through the door. It was funny. Um. But yeah, so that's that's why we're coming. Our episode is coming late, is because all of that happened over the past like forty eight hours. Oh, and I had food poisoning last night. That also happened. I don't think I should have shared that, but I did. So I can't take it back now because we don't edit. <laughs> no, that's our thing. We don't. Yeah, we, we don't. And edit. people that hate it fucking hate it and you're allowed to but why are you listening to it i'm all it? about an unedited life at this point yeah we have almost 1800 followers on facebook and i just want to shout out to them thank you for listening it friends seems like we're averaging about 100 followers a week right roughly roughly 90 to 100 yeah. and is this just facebook or is this it's just facebook that's what i thought and I'm telling you, it's because our podcast goes directly to Facebook, yeah. which is really rad. Sorry to talk about podcast business for a second, but like, it's pretty rad, friends. And that's why you guys, if you aren't already, you need to follow us on Instagram at 31 Nights of Scary Shit. On Facebook at 31 Nights of Scary Shit, you need to go to our blog, 31 Nights of Scary Shit.com. And then you need to send us your stories, 31 Nights of Scary Shit at gmail.com, because we really want to be able to send you, so like, give out some shithead stories and we don't have any because no one's sending them to us. Yeah. So please, I don't care if it's made up. We've talked about this. Yeah. Make up a really good one. We won't know. Yeah. Send us your creative writing. Hey, you a writer out there? You have a short story? You have an essay? You have a long story? You have something you want to muddle around and come up with? Send it to us. We'll read it. We'll read anything. Obviously you've heard our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah so enough of the shouting out i guess we'll uh get into the episode now yes let's right? get into okay. it so obviously you read this title of the episode so uh bonnie lee bakley was born june 6 1956 in morristown new jersey fun facts here 
our episode is about the murder of Bonnie Lee Bakley. Why does Morristown, New Jersey sound familiar? Because lots of people are from Morristown, New Jersey. It's like a, um, like a nice suburby town. Yeah. Okay. Situation. Um, her par, uh, her, her parents is what I was going to say. <laughs> her parents, her parents, uh, were Marjorie and Edward Bakley. Her mother was an entrepreneur in antiques. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. <laughs> entrepreneur. I can't talk. Don't be mean to me. Don't be fucking mean to me. And her father was an arborist. An oh, arborist. Okay. He also was a raging alcoholic though. <laughs> That's true of most arborists. He was an alcoholic arborist, which to me sounds extremely dangerous. (laughs) You're operating things that literally cut trees down. Like, I'm sorry. I don't think, I think that is considered heavy machinery. Oh, it certainly is. Um, So, yeah. Um, Bonnie had two siblings. Uh, I think it's also supposed to be pronounced Marjorie, but it's spelled differently. M-A-R-J. G-E-R-R-Y. Yeah, that's Marjorie. Yeah. That's well, her mom's name name. is Marjorie, but spelled M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E. Okay. So that's where it goes. And then her brother's name was Joe. Uh, her family was incredibly poor. Um, and so she went to live with her grandmother due to her mother's antique business taking her outside of the home. I so you got to remember, it's a different time and distribution of parental responsibilities. So her father, who's drinking all the time, can't possibly take care of the kid, mm-hmm. kids. So the grandmother takes care of them. Fortunately for Bonnie, this was a reprieve from her time at home with her father, who not only was an alcoholic, but would regularly sexually abuse her. Oh, boy. Um, there isn't much else confirmed about her childhood or any more specifics, because both of her siblings refused to get in the spotlight mm-hmm. uh, later on. Um, or to really speak on the matter of their childhood specifically when they do speak they speak about her who she was at the time not her childhood so they won't confirm any of these things they probably didn't know to be honest unless it happened to them right so yeah just to speak to her childhood a little bit um her sister had um so her and her sister had actually grown up near a nudist colony or what was considered a nudist colony. I don't think it really was a nudist colony. I think it was more a collection of people that liked to be nude. <laughs> you know, I think it was like a makeshift nudist colony. And they were called, and her sister actually recalled um, that they regularly hosted this thing called a closed on swim event. Meaning oh. that it was like inviting people to come to their community. There would be clothes on so that everybody would feel comfortable. Oh, it's an inclusive nudist community. Well, until they the two of them went to one of these and they were told to completely strip naked uh-huh. both of them being like 10 or 11 at the time oh okay yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, so th- that's what we're working with with the childhood gotcha, situation gotcha. Here. yeah um what we do know about um bonnie specifically is that she had always wanted to be famous and she always wanted to be wealthy Ever since she was a young kid, which would make sense. She would want to get out of her small town because she's being fucking abused and her family's poor. So why wouldn't she want more money? Mm-hmm. Um, so she aspired to be an actress and a model. So at the age of 16, she left school for the bright lights of Manhattan. Another person that just up and leaves their childhood and moves and their mm-hmm. parents are just cool with it. Very different time. Very different time. She joined the Barbizon. Oh, the Barbizon School. Modeling and yeah. acting school. Very famous. Yeah. Uh, at the time. 
and what we learned time and again, um, don't run off to New York. It usually doesn't end well. <laughs> um, especially when we talk about it on 31 nights of scary shit, it never mm. ends well. If you've run off to New York, you're more than likely going to die or be a murderer. Oh, it has never ended well for anyone we've ever talked about on the show. I'd like to run off, but I wouldn't run to New York. So. No, that no. I hate. No offense to anyone from New York Move city. I hate it. I would go to upstate New York before I'd go to New That's York real. city. I would. Yeah. It's so pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> Bonnie at the time, uh, used the stage name Lee Bonnie. Not creative, in my opinion. No. And she did land a few roles as extras. Nothing of note. Okay. Over the time that she was there. Obviously, at this time, she's a teenager in the big city, and she doesn't have any family or friends to help her, because she's there by herself. Mm-hmm. So money was pretty tight. And by tight, I mean, like, literally, she would stay in, like... Um, shelter sometimes or she'd go to soup kitchens because she had to right bonnie struggled to feed herself and in an effort to be an independent lady which i honestly do applaud she started a business just like her mom um but i will circle back to what that business was in a minute i kind of want to go on to what i would like to consider her second job Mm -hmm. which was getting married okay (laughs) um and before this episode aaron told me she didn't know a lot about bonnie i don't life and so this is where it's going to start to get very interesting Mm -hmm. for uh bonnie in here uh like i said her second job in my opinion was getting married to people um in her life she would be married 10 times i didn't know she was married 10 times 10 times yep oh lord i haven't been on 10 dates we gotta talk about that well (laughs) we gotta stop and talk about that you've been on more than 10 dates okay just not in the last 10 years in my whole life in my whole life i have i'm sure exactly in her life um many of those were very short-lived and some most four or five of them were annulled okay um so we're talking about that's a a lot of work that's a lot of work yeah But you'll see it was very profitable for her. Okay. Um, so we're talking about a situation where there were probably there was probably no real love or affection right. in most of these. For instance, she was married to this guy named Glenn Wolf. Do you know that name? I think he's from El County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be after this fact. He's the man that holds the record for the most number of monogamous marriages in the world. What? With 37 or 38? How? No idea. Actually, it might be 39. So, okay. Is he still alive? How I have no idea. So I didn't went... do any research on this person. Okay. Well, I think we need to look into that. <laughs> so he must have been get married twice a year or something like that. He had to have gotten married a lot or started very, very young. Oh, my gosh. Um, not sure that one was built on love, but more of a mutual understanding that I think it was just he was going for a record kind of situation. Um, all right. Okay. But shortly after moving to New York, she met an immigrant, Evangelos Polakis. Okay. Go with that's correct. Um, he desperately wanted to stay in the United States, and in order to, he had to get married. Um, so he approached Bonnie with a like a deal. She would get a large sum of money from him, and he would get citizenship by them getting married. I mean, I am. Hey, anyone out there listening? Totally, I would do it. I am open to that. I would one hundred percent do it in a heartbeat. Send us a message. <laughs> Send us a message. Thirty one nights of scary shit at gmail dot com. You need citizenship. <laughs> wow wow (laughs) this is what this show has turned into um so bonnie seeing the true understanding that she could support herself with marriage money agreed soon after the marriage though she would split like just leave town Uh um with his money leaving him to be deported which is sad 
Oh, that was mean. Yeah, she's a scam artist. You'll find that out real quick. She's a big con artist. Here is where we're going to pick up that first job that I talked about earlier. So just like her mother, she started her own business. It began with raunchy letter writing. Nice. Yeah, you heard that right. She would send men sexy letters in exchange for money. So she started. Wait, I'm, I gotta write start writing some of these ideas down. <laughs> I need some side hustles. Notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what she would do is she was essentially like sending out like I hate to com- use this comparison, but we've talked about this recently about how. Um, oh my God! Why can't I think of the person's name now? You've got Albert Fish would send out oh, horrible letters to people yes. randomly yeah. just for the enjoyment of knowing yes. that some random person read some horrible shit. Yeah. It was like that, but with like sexy letters. Mm-hmm. So she would send them to random men, like saying like, I'll talk to you more if you send me some money or I really need rent money or tuition money. Like I'll send you a sexy picture or write you huh. a sexy letter. Girl, girl, the safest way to make money. Because mm. men are stupid. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so, like I noted in my notes, it's a simple way to manipulate men. I mean, come on now. Um, as this began to pick up, though, um, Bonnie uh, shifted to posting ads and in newspapers asking for male companionship and then scamming them out of money. Hmm. So she very quickly turned it from, like, a nice thing to yeah. do for lonely dudes into, yeah. let me scam these dudes. Right. Um, Bonnie started a company called Lonely Hearts that essentially was phone sex before phone sex. Okay. Yeah. It essentially was male companionship. I mean, she's innovative. Yeah. And she... And they would write letters or they would send pictures or they would, like, arrange situations to happen. She understood marketing. She She did understand marketing, as many women in the sex industry do understand yes. marketing that men are simple straight men are simple creatures some of them oh oh gus is making his a, way a in visitor is here <laughs> he has come in to make it known that men are not simple he is standing up for his boys friends well he looks mad he looks he's mad. pissed Look at him. he's angry um where was i where was i so she switched gears yet again and this time instead of peddling old furniture like her mother did because she was in antiques, Bonnie was selling pictures, risque pictures, if you will. Of herself? Of herself, herself. or of okay. other women. The other she women got, knew? She they got, knew? yes, okay. she got it. This is part of the Lonely Hearts company. Okay. Like, it was, like, part of the, she All had right. employees, essentially. Um, and what, this word this weekend that someone used that I was like, oh, that's a perfect word to use. Oh, lewd. Lewd, lewd pictures. Lewd and things, lis- yes. Lewd and lascivious. Lascivious? L- lascivious. Lascivious, yeah. I think is what it is. Bonnie would send next- naked pictures of herself and eventually other women in exchange for money. Sim- simple, easy, and profitable. However, it's a bit illegal. Oh. In case you were curious, because it's pornography. So they had um, no clothes on. Oh, no, they were, most oh, of them okay. were naked. Okay. These illegal endeavors yielded large sums that afforded her a few homes in Memphis and L.A. Because at this point, she is has uh, decided to relocate. Mm-hmm. And so she's buying up these properties. Meanwhile, she's in her 20s at this time, and she marries yet again. This time, her cousin. Ew. Like in the first kind of persuasion. Oh, ew. His name was Paul Garon, or Garon, or Garon. I think it's Garon. 
Uh, their marriage was pretty volatile. And honestly, I think they just weren't suited for each other because later on he talks very sweetly about her after her untimely demise. Uh-huh. Um, but it, it, it like they just didn't, it was like oil and water. Uh, many sources speculated that he was abusive and many said the opposite. So I'm going to remain neutral on that and just state that that's what that was what was said mm-hmm. it was bonnie's longest marriage <laughs> at about five years wow yeah paul would care for the kids while she worked on her various scams and sexy related businesses they ended up having two kids together named glenn and holly by the time they divorced in 1982 bonnie had her sights set on memphis were there kids okay <laughs> Oh, yeah, their kids are fine. Okay. Um, their kids actually are the ones that went after him in the civil suit. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about that at the end. But, um, yeah, and, and their kids uh, their kids literally talk very kindly about her. Um, and you'll see in a minute, there's reason to maybe not speak so kindly about her if you're their kids. Um, but you'll see in a second because Paul and both the kids speak so highly of her, but you'll see, it doesn't really make any sense why. So around this time, Bonnie began to sexually experiment with quote, anyone. Oh, and that's a direct quote from her. Not from me. She wrote it in her diary. I see. She considered herself a (laughs) trisexual. She would try anything. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, she started getting into supplying drugs for clients of her company and started the descent into actual factual crime, like real bad crime. Uh, during this time, Bonnie, like, honestly, passing some nudies around doesn't seem like the worst kind of crime. In no. The world. Dealing drugs or, you know, unregulated sex work. It's just like not necessarily the greatest situation. So... During this time, Bonnie acquired many high-level clients, according to her very detailed diaries, like very detailed diaries. Why do people do that? Why do they... Because she wanted to use it to become famous. She wanted to use it against okay. them. Okay, I was going to say, I mean, when you... Like, write, with sizes. When you write down your shady stuff, you know someone's going to get it. They're Apparently, it was very specific, but none of these people have confirmed it, obviously. <laughs> because some of the names are Robert De Niro. Oh. Sugar Ray Leonard. Oh. And a few others that we'll talk about in a few minutes because they are part of the story. Um, They were uh, featured. Robert De Niro and Sugar Ray Leonard were featured multiple times in her diary. um, And they were considered regulars. Yeah. Sugar Ray. Yeah. This is where she saw the true way to get to the top in her mind, which was to marry a famous person. Because at this point, her acting career modeling is completely gone. Yeah. She's making all her money from nudie pics. Mm-hmm. And sexy letters and ripping people off also. Um, Bonnie would end up leaving her children with their father, Paul, and head to her home in Memphis. Mm. She would just up and leave. She'd become obsessed with Jerry Lee Lewis, who w- lived there. Oh, oh, this is, oh, you don't even know, girl. It's about to get wild. Okay. For all the people. For any youngsters out there who don't know who Jerry Lee Lewis is, he's a singer-songwriter known for Great Balls of Fire, among many other songs. But I just figured I needed to put that in there because I do realize there are some young people that do listen to this. (laughs) Um, Bonnie ended up stalking him and his family for months. Uh, Eventually, she did meet meet him, and they struck up a very shallow friendship. And I say shallow in that they weren't very close. Yeah. Like, he kind of kept her at a distance, but she did befriend his sister. 
Okay. Which was very interesting. Yeah. Some sources say they dated or were sleeping together, but I found nothing to confirm that. And we'll talk about why in a second. <laughs> the friendship ended rather abruptly, though. Because what year is this? This is late 80s. Oh, okay. Uh, Bonnie had gotten pregnant and started telling people that Jerry Lee Lewis was the father and oh, that he dear. was going to leave his wife oh, and run off with her. He clearly and loudly denied it to anyone around because he very much loved his wife and was not cheating on her. And the friendship was over. Wow. She named her child, though, Jerry Lee. Oh, my God. And put the father as undetermined on the birth certificate. A DNA test proved that he was not the father, Maury <laughs> Povich style. Oh, jeez. Bonnie sent the child to live with Paul, and she went on her way. So Paul's now raising yes. her, her love child, the some Which, dude. It's never been confirmed who that child's father is. It might be Paul's kid, oh. for all we know. Like, we don't know who the kid's father is, but it's a girl. That's, that's sad for that. It's a girl named Jerry Lee, spelled J-E-R-I. Yeah. Um, just so you know. Um... Where was I? Um, later, it was found out that Bonnie had been making death threats to Jerry Lee Lewis's <gasps> wife. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it was around this time as well that she started to get serious jail time and consequences for, legally for her dealings. Bonnie's fraudulent companies did land her in some hot water. In 1989, she was arrested for drug possession. Mm -hmm. She got off with like a little bit of a slap on the wrist. So Bonnie... Shifted gears from Jerry Lee Lewis to Dean Martin. Oh, for God's sake. And quickly began stalking him. <laughs> I don't think I need to explain Dean Martin to anyone. No. Okay, I'm not going to. I was like, I didn't even put it in here because I was like, I really don't think he needs to be explained. Jerry Lee Lewis, probably. Yeah. For the record, he was 78 at the time. <laughs> And in his younger years, he probably would have fallen for her line of bullshit. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, people probably. actively were like, had he been, like, even 10 years younger, he would have fallen for that shit. Yeah. Um, but he died too quickly for that to become a reality. He died shortly thereafter. I mean, he wasn't right. alive really long enough to be assaulted by her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, during this time, though, she did start writing letters to Christian Brando, son of Marlon Brando. Oh, my God. We were just explaining so many important people. Um, I'm not explaining who Marlon Brando is. No. Because if you don't know who Marlon no. Brando is, you're pausing the podcast right now and yes. finding out yourself because yes. you're a bullshitter. All you need to know is Christian Brando is his son. Right. Um, and for anyone that's not alive or been or was paying attention at the time, Christian Brando was sentenced to five years in prison for mans voluntary manslaughter. He had shot and killed his half-sister Cheyenne's boyfriend, Dag Drolet. Drolet? I can't remember how to say his last name. Um, but that is a case for a whole nother episode. Um, so I'm not going to give you any more specifics about that. Just to give you yeah. context of why he's in prison. Mm -hmm. uh, Bonnie sent Christian sexy letters via FedEx and pictures until he finally responded to her. I mean, what man isn't going to respond to that? I have been using the total wrong approach. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. I've got a lot of work to do when we're done with this episode. <laughs> I've been focusing my efforts on the wrong So for anyone that wants, industry. To wants to save Aaron from that plight, send us an email, 31nightsofscaryshit at gmail.com. Um, in 1995, though, jumping right back into the story, Bonnie got busted for writing fake checks and was sentenced to three years 
listen to this, serving on the weekends on a penal farm. What? No, no shit. In Tennessee. This is in Tennessee. A penal farm. A penal farm. On the weekends, though. During the week, she's cool. Oh, my God. Weekends, penal farm. She served her time, and all the while, she kept up the writing letter, the letter writing relationship with Brando. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how two people convicted of crimes were allowed to communicate via letter writing when she's supposed to be going to some penal farm, but I guess she did that during the week. I don't know. Um, I got some bizarre um, things that happen in the criminal justice system and in other places, for sure. And definitely at that time, like, what? Were they just making it up in mid nineties? We're just winging it in Tennessee. It's the weirdest thing. Um, once he was out of prison, which was about 1996, 1995 ish. Oh, what a yeah. precious little podcast. Look at him. He's just he Christian didn't... Brando's not a precious podcast, but um Oh, he precious. Uh him and Bonnie, so Christian and Bonnie continued their relationship once he got out of prison. And now remember, she technically still lives in Memphis and he lives in LA. Right. Um, so she decides to move after all of her legal trouble to Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. Because Tennessee, she's kind of burned her bridges with all the shit she's done in there. So once she's in Arkansas, Arkansas, she's arrested in 1998 because she's already served her sentence in Tennessee. She moves to Arkansas and very quickly gets in trouble this time for carrying fake ID cards. Oh my God. Why would she need 30 fake ID cards? Well, to continue running her sexy letter picture company, she needed P.O. boxes, which oh, required yeah. identification. Yeah. She had these fake IDs to continue that illegal operation. So she was charged with only the fake ID portion of this because they couldn't prove the, the like, uh, criminal system, like the, whatever it's considered, criminal business, and wasn't supposed to leave Arkansas as part of her probation. Mm. But she's flying to California all the time to see her boyfriend. Hmm. Around this time in 1999, when she's still on probation, she meets Robert Blake in a jazz club. Um, some people say that they met in a jazz club. Of course, Robert Blake's, Blake's attorney down the line says that he didn't even know her name and that they had been uh, fucking in the back of a truck. Oh, wonderful. That's the only time he had ever interacted with her. <laughs> Other than when they then got married, but we'll talk about that later. That's how they had initially met. And that's all he said. He kind of knew about her before he knew about the kid. According to Bonnie's sister and other sources, though, they hit it off and started dating. Okay. So that means she's dating two dudes. Right. Very high profile dudes, though. So I don't know how she thought she was going to get away with it for very long, but whatever. Um, For the real babies listening or anyone that doesn't recognize that name, you should, first of all, recognize Robert Blake's name. Um, and here is a brief synopsis. Robert Blake was an actor best known for his roles in In Cold Blood and Beretta. His first role, however, was in Our Gang in the early 40s. And you know them as the Little Rascals. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go into a whole backstory about Robert Blake because you could go into that. And he had an equally kind of troubling childhood situation. So yeah, that's a story for a different day. But um, during this time... Bonnie uh, was oscillating between Christian Brando and Robert Blake in the time that she was spending with them and kind of like not pitting them against each other, but kind of saying that she was doing that. Robert Blake doesn't say that that's what was going on though. Um, But anyway, she got pregnant and I really, how many kids does she have now? She has, well, she has three kids. She just got pregnant with her fourth. 
And I really don't think she knew who the father was, to be perfectly honest. I just really... That seems to be a pattern with her. I really don't think she could determine in her mind which one it was. Uh, Bonnie, in an effort to climb a little higher up the ladder, pretty much tried to convince Robert Blake at first that it was his because she could see that he had the larger bank account, I think. Right. Um, But he wasn't giving her the time of day. And that leads me to think that Robert Blake's story about not really knowing her is probably true. But she convinced Christian Brando that it was his baby. The baby was born in 2000 and was named Christian Shannon Brando. However, when she was born, because this is also a girl, it was really hard to be convinced that it was Christian Brando's baby because she looked just like Robert Blake. (laughs) Like, just like Robert Blake. (laughs) Um, and after many months of Robert denying it and finally a paternity test, it was confirmed that the child was Robert Blake's. She was renamed Rose Lenore Sophia Blake. I think Bonnie saw this as an opportunity, much like she saw many of her other failed marriages and children that she had left behind. Bonnie and Robert Blake would get married a few months later in November of 2000. Mm Mm-hmm. Robert hadn't wanted to get married again, nor to Bonnie, because he kind of figured out she was bad news and a leech on him. He figured out pretty Mm -hmm. quickly that that's pretty much all she was. Um, But they got married anyway. Uh, Later, we find out through the court documents, through the investigation, that there were many stipulations put on this marriage and a quite extensive prenup, like Mm. many, many pages. Items outlining where Bonnie could conduct her businesses and where Robert would live were just the tip of the iceberg. Bakley agreed to monitored visits with Rose, the child, Mm -hmm. and to get written permission for her friends and family to visit Blake's property. So she wasn't even allowed to have people come over without his permission. Mm -hmm. The agreement also stipulated that if either spouse decided to end the marriage, the other spouse would retain custody of Rose. Oh. Yeah. That's just bad news bears right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So Bonnie had hit the mother load in her eyes, though. A famous actor with many decades of time and influence meant deep pockets. Bonnie and Rose lived in a guest house on his property. They never lived together. She lived in a guest house on his property. That was part of the prenup. So a tiny house, if you will. So a tiny house, if you will. (laughs) Sort of a jail cell because she wasn't allowed to have friends. But yeah, a tiny house. Totally. Uh, During this time, Blake got very suspicious of Bonnie and hired a private investigator that found out that Bonnie had continued to run her Lonely heart scam out of the guest house, which was part of the prenup for her not to be Sorry, allowed to do. you don't F with Robert Blake, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> don't do that. Obviously. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. But to be perfectly honest, and I don't think there's enough, like, when people cover this case, there's not enough, a lot, there's not enough time spent on this particular thing, which is, she did rip off a lot of people, though. Oh, she's a completely deceptive, untrustworthy she person. She scammed a lot she, of people. The there, likelihood that it was... There are a lot of people I'm sure were really mad at her. There was only one singular person that could have done it is not correct. Because she's, there are so many people that have motivation to offer. Not saying that's right, but she scammed a lot of people and that's ripped true. a lot of people off. That's true. So, if you rip people off, there are, you and, put yourself in a dangerous um, and p- position. I'm, I'm not saying, because I wasn't there that night, but Robert Blake's attorneys do do a good job of giving reasonable doubt of like, listen, she screwed over, over other people. And yeah. 
Like who's to say that somebody else didn't take an opportunity when she wasn't with her husband, because remember, she's not allowed to have friends and family on the property without his permission, which means maybe she's not exposed to the public that much. And that person only had that opportunity. We'll see in a second. Hmm. All of this leads up to the night of May 4th, 2001 at Vitello's in Studio City, California. Vitello's was an Italian restaurant, a favorite of Robert Blake's, to the point that there was a dish named after him on the menu. Nice. Don't know if it's still named after him on the menu. <laughs> Blake, uh, Robert Blake and Bonnie were there for a night out. I don't understand why, if they essentially weren't together, but whatever, people are weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. As they were leaving, Robert says he realized he had forgotten his gun in the restaurant. <laughs> yes. You know, like I sometimes forget my leftovers. He leave, he forgot his gun. 100%. He claims to the police. He says to the police to have left a gun in a public space very casually. <laughs> Bonnie goes and gets into Robert's black Dodge Stealth to wait for him to come back in the passenger seat. The car was parked on a side street next to the restaurant. In that time that Robert went in, Bonnie would be shot twice. Robert returned to the car after retrieving the gun from the booth they were sitting in and called 911 because she was bleeding out in the front seat. The murder weapon you were shouting at us has to be the gun Robert allegedly forgot in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, that was the first theory that him and his bodyguard had... Mm -hmm pretty much uh conspired to yeah, kill her right um and it was thought that he used his bodyguard to kill her essentially right but his gun was established that it was not the murder weapon it uh -huh. was confirmed that it could not not have been the murder weapon right. in any way shape or form but the real one was quickly retrieved from a landfill nearby that was determined mm -hmm. to have been tossed into the dumpster it was an unusual vintage revolver that to this day has not been connected to robert blake or anyone involved in the case mm -hmm. Which is interesting and leads more to the point that I think it could have been a number of other people. A number of other people. Um, Christian Brando. Jerry Lee Lewis's family. Like, I just, there's so, all of those dudes she scammed with all of her businesses. She was making threats. Christian Brando wasn't the most stable person. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know. That's, that's another person that people are like, no, it was definitely him. Like, he definitely had had a fucking nuff and fucking snapped. I mean, because people are speculating that she was trying to get back with him mm -hmm. after she got married to Robert Blake on March 15th, 2005, a jury of seven women. So it took them two years to take him to arrest him. So it took until like almost 2003 to arrest him. And then the trial started in 2004 and went to 2005. A jury of seven women and five men deliberated for more than 36 hours before re returning a verdict of not guilty in the murder of Bonnie Lee Bakley mm -hmm. and not guilty on one count of soliciting someone to murder her. That means he did not murder her and he did not conspire to murder her. Right. However, a few months later, he faced a wrongful death suit from Bakley's children and a civil jury found him liable for her death, just like the OJ Simpson mm -hmm. trial. Mm-hmm. Blake was ordered to pay Bakley's children $30 million in wrongful death damages. The award was cut in half during appeals, and then they decided to enter confidential settlement. Mm. So they probably got a, a fraction of that. Mm -hmm. And with that, we end the story of the murder of Bonnie Lee Bakley. But as I said before, it leaves me guessing at who could have actually done it if it wasn't Robert Blake. Seriously, like I said, she was notorious for ripping people off. Mm -hmm. So it could have been so many different people yeah 
so many different people. It's insane. People don't like to lose their money, so. I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah. I don't like to lose my money. No. Um. And I just feel like I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I feel like I'm killing it during the celebrity-involved murder month. Yeah, We're both mine killing have, it. Mine have, been, mine have been pretty stale. No, yours is good. I like our. I like this month. I like the themes. It feels like it focuses me. I like me. the themes. I do enjoy the themes. I'm worried about the cryptid months. I don't think we need to be worried. We can sit down and we can talk about it yeah. after this episode. Well, you, we have to f- figure out what we've already done. Yeah. But you and know, what we're classifying about in that category. Because yeah. there are going to be people that argue that it's not part, not in the category. I know. But I it's know. fine because we define the category, yes. you ding- dinguses out there. Yeah. So anyway, friends... We just, you know, we like bringing you content. We like the themes. So we're going to also put out a survey, uh, a poll, if you will, for May on what you guys want to see. We're going to throw some ideas out there. But if you have ideas, send it to our Instagram or Facebook at 31 Nights of Scary Shit or email us. I've said it a million times. I'm not going to say it again. Um, But yeah, so just uh, stay spooky. Bye.